You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. This is Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, September 24th, 2021, our 26th year on the air. Oh, and the last week for you to participate in this year's Cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer Giveaway. We're coming to you from the Dexcom G6 Studios. The future of diabetes management is here. Be sure to visit D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And do you have anything to add about this coming week? Last chance. To participate in the summer giveaway. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I said. So thanks for reiterating, kind of, sort of. Sheesh. So pick up that phone and uh, tap that app. There you go. <laughs> tap that app. Yes. And partic- app and hit that message studio button and participate. Yeah. And then, as we always remind you, Back up your important data and check your spam filter. There you go. Because when you think back up, you think of spam, I guess. It's kind logical. Of, well, it is logical. It's one of those things we give as an important tip every week. And then you're going to find long-lost emails that you wondered why you stopped getting. Not right. just from us, like our once-a-week tech newsletter or something like that, but other goodies. We've got some tech news and commentary for you. Then Georgia and Atlanta standing by and a bunch of other callers. SpaceX's Inspiration4 orbital mission with four non-professional astronauts was, by all accounts, quite a triumph for space history, space tourism, and even fundraising for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. However, there may have been some tense moments when it came to using the toilet on board the Crew Dragon spacecraft. Uh Oh, what yeah. ha- I didn't hear about um, this. No, SpaceX founder Elon Musk tweeted that the Inspiration4 crew had some challenges with the loo. <laughs> I see. Uh, though he didn't elaborate on what those challenges were, he promised upgrades for future missions. And the all-civilian crew of four consisted of billionaire Shift4 Payments founder Jared Isaacman, St. Jude physician assistant and childhood cancer survivor Haley Arsenault. And Into Tomorrow guest, yes. recent. Yeah. Geoscientist Cyan Proctor and aerospace industry professional Chris Sembrowski. SpaceX hasn't revealed much about how the toilet works, but Isaacman said back in July that the facilities were located near the spacecraft's large cupola window with a curtain to allow for a a little bit of privacy. A curtain because you don't want anybody in space (laughs) seeing you going to the bathroom. uh, Okay. He he described the toilet as having, quote, one hell of a view. (laughs) Great. So, but they didn't mention whether they they had to go to adult diapers as the backup or what the problems were, but apparently there were some problems with the toilet. Wow. Maybe it wasn't flushing properly. Maybe, Maybe it got backed up. Maybe they needed Roto-Rooter Space Edition. They or... shouldn't have had that crew dinner at the Mexican place the night before the There launch. you go. <laughs> that was the problem. So you probably heard about this. Facebook tried to make its platform a healthier place, but it got angrier instead. In the fall of 2018, Jonah Peretti, the chief executive of online publisher BuzzFeed, emailed a top official at Facebook. 
He said that the most divisive content, or divisive if you want, that publishers produced was going viral on the platform, creating an incentive to produce more of it. The Wall Street Journal reported that internal memos show how a big 2018 change rewarded outrage and that CEO Mark Zuckerberg resisted several proposed fixes. Are we surprised? No. Not at all. Well, once again, thanks, Zuck, for encouraging outrageous posts. Because, of course, what happens to get more people there, more people commenting, liking, more activity, that's good for Facebook and their advertisers. Forget about what it does to people or events or projects or otherwise. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they promise a healthier place? Nonsense. It just got angrier. Well, and speaking of not caring about their people, according to a report from Motherboard, Amazon drivers say they are being punished for some driving habits that are considered safe and others that are beyond their control. Drivers told Motherboard that the AI-powered cameras that are in Amazon's delivery vans unfairly penalize them for things such as looking at side mirrors, adjusting the radio, and even getting cut off in traffic by someone else. Oh, great. Uh, When the cameras spot possible unsafe driving events, uh, these instances factor into workers' performance scores and can, in turn, hurt their chances of getting bonuses, extra pay, and prizes. Or even staying employed. Yeah. They can also affect the income of the Amazon delivery service partner itself. Some Amazon drivers have resorted to covering up their van's cameras with stickers to avoid getting unnecessary infractions. Uh, one driver in Kentucky said, quote, If we brought up problems with the cameras, managers would just brush it under the table. They're only worried about getting the packages out, so we cover them up. They don't tell us to, but it's kind of like, don't ask, don't tell. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me either? Yeah, so you know, apparently Amazon is penalizing their drivers for looking at their mirrors and yeah. for when somebody else cuts them off. Oh, gosh. God forbid they should use just some common sense and not so much AI. Yeah. That's going to be a problem in the future as well. We've got a cool guest coming up, too, do we not? We do. Coming up is an interesting chat with Faustino Bernabo, the CEO of Elide Fire USA. They've got some pretty innovative fire safety and suppression products, and you'll want to check the video out for this one and see exactly what I mean. Yeah, a very cool video that Chris managed to edit in during this interview, and you want to see how these balls put out fires. And I'm not talking about firemen's. We're talking about the Elide devices. Very, very cool. You want to check that video out for sure. Georgia in Atlanta, Georgia, listens on AM 920, The Answer. Welcome into tomorrow. Hi, Dave and Chris. Congratulations on beginning your second quarter century. I work remotely in a job that requires checking to see that our clients' ads are visible in a staging site I access through a browser. Hmm. For some unknown reason, in the last couple weeks, these ads are no longer visible to me in any browser. I can't see them. First Firefox stopped working, then Chrome. Opera worked once and stopped. And Safari can't even find a neighborhood Starbucks, so I'd never try that. I'd like to know why a browser would suddenly stop allowing me to see ads in a staging site. And more important, what other browsers do you recommend I try? I know there are dozens of them. I'm using a Mac Mini desktop. Hope you can help me. I need this for my job. Well, Georgia, we'll do our best. From your description of how different browsers all stop showing the ads, it sounds like one of two things 
may likely be at play here. One, a change in the staging site's JavaScript files, browsers cache, if you will, JavaScript files. So you may see one fail before others do if there are changes as the cache policies run out and each browser refreshes the page's assets. The browser's console will typically report errors loading JavaScript files, so you can certainly check there. Now, two, there could be some blocking either by a browser-level ad blocker, which is not likely in this case, given how many browsers you're using, Uh, A network-level ad blocker, perhaps? A VPN, virtual private network, with a built-in ad blocker? Or even a DNS-level ad blocker? That's domain name server. Now, the easiest way to know if it's a network issue is to connect to a phone's hotspot, clear your cache, and then try to reload the staging site once again. Yeah, and in terms of which other browser you should use, frankly, none. Uh, and you should rethink your stance on Safari. Safari is currently the number two desktop browser in eh. the market by eh. usage. Eh. But the, we're talking numbers here. The, the yeah. people actually, that actually use it, it is number two. Yeah, the, the, the Apple product. And, so yeah. Well, it's got a market share of just under 20%. Uh, Chrome and Chromium browsers lead by a mile with 59% of the market. So Thank you. So you'll be happy about that. Yes. Mr. Mr. Google, Chrome, Android, everything, Kool-Aid, <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but Firefox, which is actually my browser of choice, is only 6%. Oh. Um, and the rest of them barely even rank. Uh, so if you're testing to make sure that visitors can see ads, Chrome, Safari, and Firefox are the most important browsers. Everything else is a margin of error. Uh, there's not much point to reporting that ads can be seen by the 0.003% of users that visit using an obscure browser. Um, now, here's some free unethical advice for you. Uh, if you pay a programmer, ideally a QA engineer, it's quality assurance, uh, they can set you up with a custom headless Selenium script that can do these checks for you in the background using Chrome driver for Chrome or Gecko driver for Firefox, and that can report the results to you while you sit back and watch Netflix on the company's dime. <laughs> okay. Uh, thus the uh, perhaps unethical advice. Yeah. Let it do that. But Georgia, hopefully... Our input has helped you. Remember, if you didn't remember everything you heard, it's in our show notes. Just visit us at intotomorrow.com, the show for September 24th, that weekend, hour one. There's your call and our answer. Stay tuned as Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Thanks for joining us during our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in cool technology, consumer tech, product services, gadgets, gizmos, all sorts of things available today 
and into tomorrow. We want you to be able to participate on the show, and you got to hurry because our annual huge, cool, into tomorrow hot summer giveaway is ending in another week or so. So if you've been wanting to participate during the big summer giveaway, because we got a plethora of goodies to share with you, uh, they're dwindling though, so you got to hurry. Be sure to call in with any question about anything involving consumer tech. Just know you can join us anytime at your convenience, 24-7. And again, anytime. So don't wait till you hear the show again on your favorite radio station or stream or podcast, however you hear us. Just know you can join us at your Convenience. The best way these days, a lot of folks are doing it. Just visit intotomorrow.com on anything with a browser and a microphone. So your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop, and click that Ask Dave button on the lower right. You'll see it on any browser and participate that way. If you do, we just ask that you make sure you give us your first name, where you're joining us from, and how you hear the show. Or the Into Tomorrow app. It's free, and you can mash that button that says Message the Studio. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way. It still works. You know, phones actually still work as phones. Go figure. You can call us at 800-899-INTO anytime. 1-800-899-4686. We came across a company that provides innovative fire safety and suppression products. Now, this is really cool. Here's another great example of why you need to visit us at intotomorrow.com and check out the video of all of our radio interviews because we're showing you how this works. It's really fascinating. The CEO of a company called Elide Fire USA is Faustino Bernabo. Faustino, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Dave? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you, and I'm doing well as well. Thank you for asking. And what's cool about what you guys do is very unique. I mean, first of all, tell me about Elide Fire U.S. as a company. Then let's get into, I don't know if you call it a bomb or what. Maybe there's a negative connotation there, but it works exceptionally well when folks come and see these videos. Yeah, so um, to give you a general idea of how this came along, Eli Fire USA, uh, my father, who's an entrepreneur, uh, has multiple businesses, uh, his main one being a woodworking business. He came across the product, uh, I believe it was on YouTube or Facebook, uh, because he was looking for some innovative way to protect his shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, a lot of fire risk going on uh, with, with all the sawdust and things of that nature uh, in the production room. So came across the product, realized that it wasn't available to purchase in the States. So uh, the product actually is manufactured in Thailand. It was invented in Thailand. Um, and then, you know, my father pretty much jumped on a plane, uh, went over to Thailand, met the inventor, uh, signed some documents to become the distributor for the United States, uh, and then found out, you know, while he was there, that the product also uh, had no distribution in Canada or Mexico. Wow. So bought the rights to distribute the product in, in all of North America. Um, and that was uh, March of 2019. So here we are now, and uh, it's been an interesting ride, to say the least. Yes, by all means. Now, for the radio audience who has yet to have a chance to see the video at intotomorrow.com, how do you describe, I mean, it, to me, it looks like maybe the size of a softball, right? It's a, it's a round yeah. device that in you can 
toss into a fire and it explodes and thereby suppresses the fire. How does it do that? Yeah, so we offer uh, three main models. Um, there's a six-inch model, and that's just the circumference of the product. And for the video uh, audience, I'll just show it in the screen if that's all right. Oh, wow, cool. It looks uh, yeah. much much bigger than a softball as you're showing it to us holding it now, yeah. Yeah, so, so this is the largest one that we offer. It's uh, six inches around. Mm-hmm. Um, it weighs about three pounds and um, can put out a fire that's about 20 square feet. Now, you know, you mentioned throwing the product into uh, an active fire. That's one way that the product can be used. But the other way that it's actually more interesting, in my opinion, is mounting it in uh, risky areas where fires are more likely to occur. So each one comes with a mounting bracket, uh, a pair of screws, and then you can mount it. Uh, what we recommend is, you know, no greater than two feet above, you know, anywhere where a fire is more likely to occur. And that can be a washer dryer unit, um, you know, uh, in a kitchen, in a garage, a boiler room, all those areas wow. uh, is really where they can go. I'm, I'm thinking uh, perhaps like or in a radio control room or studio where there's a lot of equipment that is on all the time and tends to heat up. And I mean, and I'm glad you mentioned that your dad first realized this when his own shop with a lot of sawdust. I mean, certainly a vulnerable scenario there where something could happen if a spark ignites and you have nothing but sawdust. My gosh, there's kindling. Suddenly you have a major fire. This obviously will solve that problem. And I'm glad to know that it is something that can be used not only at one's business, but certainly at home. Glad that you said things like washer dryers or water heaters or, you know, it it gets the rest of us thinking about how we can uh, prevent a fire or suppress it should it occur. Obviously, it won't prevent a fire, but it puts it out. Yeah, absolutely. It, it will prevent, well, it'll put out the fire. And uh, again, kind of going into the actual way the product works, uh, it activates when a flame touches it. So, um, you know, there has to be an active fire for mm-hmm. the product to actually activate and then disperse the dry chemical inside and extinguish that fire. Uh, and that's the real beauty of the product that, you know, whether you're home or not, it's going to activate when a flame touches it. So there's no false activation. Um, you know, it's only going to do its job when there's an active fire. And while many businesses have, uh, by law in most areas, I'm assuming, uh, fire sprinkler systems, that's terrific. I don't know of any homes that have that. <laughs> so, you know, this is something that you can do as a homeowner, as, as a consumer, uh, to have available. Maybe even in a rental apartment or something of that sort, you know, you can certainly have one of these balls, an Elied fire ball, uh, just in a spot where you might feel a bit vulnerable and get a little more peace of mind. Do you find that a lot of the case with your customers is that, that they just want to know that should something happen, we're covered? Absolutely. Um, What we're seeing really over the last three years is a split between, you know, both businesses and end consumers that Mm -hmm. are finding that safety, that that above and beyond protection, if you will, um, to to have this product in, in various different places. Um, and, and really the, the feedback we've gotten is great. And again, it's, um, you know, it, it, uh, it is able to give you that peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's able to, 
you know, let you sleep better at night. And again, you're talking about vacation rentals. If you're not there at the place, you know, this is going to do its job even if you're not there. So um, we're excited on, on how things are going. Yeah, because obviously you just mount the thing uh, on a wall nearby. I mean, my gosh, we haven't even mentioned kitchens, which I'm I'm assuming is probably the uh, the most common area for a home fire. Uh, yeah. You know, in in most cases. So if you have something like this, whether you're home or not. Uh, the the idea is that it uh, it explodes and suppresses it. One of the videos I happen to see and that we're showing now is you've got uh, a guy holding one of the balls and it explodes and it doesn't hurt him at all. He then shows his hand and yet the fire was put out next to him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, when you see the videos, the fires are pretty large. So, uh, you know, it's important to let people know that uh, the product is non-toxic. Uh, it, it won't harm you if it goes off uh, with a close activation like you see in some of those videos. Um, the shell surrounding the actual product is polystyrene, so it's just your normal styrofoam. And, um, and really uh, what it has is four fuses surrounding it and a small igniter at the top. So um, we don't like to say explosion, uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, activa- activation is kind of what we go with. But, um, again, I think um, – you know, what we're seeing is more and more people uh, from all parts of industries and, and walks of life sort of learn about the product and understand that um, at the end of the day, our main goal is to save lives. Sure. Uh, and we believe that our product can, can do that. And, and we're demonstrating that, I believe. We're chatting on Into Tomorrow with the CEO of Elide Fire USA, Faustino Bernabo. And we'll be back with much more. You don't want to miss the rest of this interview and certainly the video of this interview at intotomorrow.com. Stay tuned. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries. So there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over a dollar thirty in Canadian dollars. And it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-586-8571. 800-586-8571. That's 800-586-8571. As we continue bringing you further into tomorrow, I'm Dave Graveline. We're talking with the CEO of Elide Fire USA, Faustino Bernabo. Noticing on your website at elidefireus.com, it talks about uh, the different kinds of fires, type A, type B, type C. So it'll cover the typical electrical fire or any other normal things, uh, fires involving solid materials uh, like wood, paper, or textiles, that sort of thing. So you can, again, feel more confident that it's not something about, gee, what type of fire extinguisher should I have nearby? 
it sounds like if you've got a, an Elide device uh, that will activate, uh, if necessary, that perhaps you're covered with uh, the major types of fires. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, covers A, B, and C fires, and very similar to what a traditional fire extinguisher does. Main difference between us and them is that you know, you don't have to be around to, to use our product. You don't have to pull a pin. You don't have to aim. You don't have to get close to a fire. So, um, you know, uh, that's kind of where we uh, intersect, I would say, in, in the fire safety and suppression world. And you say uh, these days your business is pretty much split evenly between businesses and homes. Yeah. Yeah. So the end consumer, uh, your typical homeowner, vacation homeowner. Um, and then we have, you know, a bunch of customers that are in the marine space, for example, you know, you hear about these, uh, you know, these boats and vessels that are catching fire when people are sleeping on board and these tragedies that happen. It's very sad, but, um, you know, we have that industry that's very active in terms of using the product. Um, you know, we have the RV uh, industry that's also taking a liking to the product where, you know, same thing. You have these RVs that have all these different applications inside of them now. People are living on them full time. Yeah. Um, you know, these lithium ion batteries, which are extremely dangerous. Uh, you know, you can go into solar panels, everything. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, those are those are definitely end consumers that are using the product. And then, you know, the other split is is our business to business. Uh, customers where, you know, for example, we have a, a renewable energy company uh, that's mounting the product in the um, the wind turbines. So you're talking about a wind turbine 200 feet off the ground. Uh, you know, there's a, I believe it's a six by eight uh, room at the top there uh, where the wind turbine is, where there's a huge transfer of uh, electricity. And, and, you know, that customer in particular is mounting it, the product inside of that compartment. Wow. Um, yeah, because yeah. we've seen videos of wind turbines way up there that are catching fire for whatever reason. And you think, well, how are they going to put that out? You know, I can see a fire department respond. They can't reach it with ladders or even hose. And But there you go. Perfectly good example. And your timing is impeccable because right as you said, it's good for boats and vehicles and that sort of thing. Our guys in the control room are holding up a sign to me through the window. Boats, cars, question mark. Uh, and it seems like any kind of confined space. It's going to do the job. What about airplanes? You mentioned, you know, you mentioned the, the batteries that tend to explode. We hear about those things all the time, too. Yeah, I will say that we have had a couple um, airliners purchase the product, uh, one of them being United, but they weren't using the product in the actual plane. They were using the product in um, a device that actually cleans the plane when they're grounded. Uh -huh. So uh, now, you know, whether or not we get to a, a place where this product can be mounted while a, a plane is, you know, traveling at 30,000 feet is, is another story. But, but um, you know, it, it could work. Uh, that, that's not one of our customers just yet, but yeah. uh, we'll see where it goes. Well, and I, again, I'm not going to use the term explode. Uh, I didn't just <laughs> say that. Uh, but when it activates, how soon does it activate? You mentioned that once a uh, flame touches the ball, uh, I guess this uh, styrofoam surrounding area melts and then triggers these sensors that you have. So how long does that take uh, should a fire begin? It's roughly three to five seconds, so wow. almost immediately. Yeah. So uh, fairly quickly and, and uh, you know, it'll, it'll do its job. So. 
And will these uh, balls uh, last a while? And is it something you have to change out? Like every year you've got to recharge a fire extinguisher? How does that work? So there's no maintenance cost. Um, you know, the balls last between seven to 10 years in terms of their shelf life. Oh. And, you know, we as a company uh, warranty the products up to five years. So anything, any defect, which, you know, I can tell you right now, we've never had anybody send one back. Uh, you know, we will replace them. No questions asked. Good. Well, now the important part is how much are they? Uh, you say they are available currently at elidefireus.com and probably other places. If if they're smart, they're going to carry these devices uh, from you. Uh, but what are we talking cost-wise and, and maybe even in a typical home, how many should someone have? Yeah, so when we're talking about uh, retail cost, you're looking at $120 uh, for the larger product, the 6-inch device. Uh, and then we're moving over to the 4-inch which is $95. Uh, and then really, it all depends on, uh, in terms of how many places you'd like to mount the product in, it really depends on the, the layout of the home, the layout of the vehicle. Um, you know, there, I, I think there can be never, never be enough of these. Uh, you know, in my apartment, I have one, you know, as we're working from home a lot of the time now, uh, by a power strip next to my computer. So just in case uh. the, the surge protector doesn't work, um, so, uh, it really just depends on the individual. Gotcha. I don't think you could have been, uh, too many, I would say. Oh, that's true. I mean, it's, it's like insurance, you know, you hope you don't ever need it, but you sure want to have it, uh, because Absolutely. just in case, uh, and this not only is insurance, but also some peace of mind, should it happen, should a fire start, the idea is to suppress it as quickly as possible. And I think three to five seconds is pretty good uh, <laughs> that you're able to do that. And you say that it won't harm a human, uh, in, in terms of if somebody's nearby and a fire has started, you know, I mean, obviously you want to get out, but the fact is if this does the job, it hopefully puts it out right away. Yeah. And that's the great thing about our products. Um, you know, they're very safe to be used. Uh, I know that when you see some of the, the videos, they might be, uh, I don't know if the right word is over the top or, you know, you see these huge fires, yeah. uh, think that there's a lot of danger, but, but our products are not dangerous at all, which is, which is really great and eco-friendly as well. So at the end of its uh, life cycle, you can cut the product in half, and, uh, use the, the dry chemical inside, which is monoammonium phosphate actually as a fertilizer. So oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no worries about getting the powder, uh, in your eyes during an activation, uh, there, there's no issue whatsoever. Good. So if you're a gardener, then you can use it uh, at, at the end of its shelf life and replace it, but then use it in the garden. <laughs> so there Absolutely. you go. Uh, uh, Faust, where do you see Elide headed in the next few years as we go further into tomorrow? Are, are you planning other sizes or other devices or other types of things to help suppress fire in home and business? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, everything that you just mentioned, uh, we we can kind of go into. But but mo most importantly, I believe is continuing to spread our message that this product is available. Um, it's an above and beyond protection. We're not telling you to get rid of your fire extinguisher. Oh, uh, this not. should be used hand hand in hand. Um, and you know, further than that, I think the deployment of the device, where now we're talking about throwing it into an active fire or mounting the product. Uh, we have spoken to some people in the drone industry where maybe we can deploy the product through drone technology uh, and kind of go down the rabbit hole in terms of potentially using this device to um, uh, eliminate forest fires. I mean, that's that's a big wow. goal for us. And we're, we're a few years out, I would say, but uh, very we're having very exciting conversations with the uh, 
drone manufacturers and, and drone companies that uh, think there could be some use case when it comes to eliminating forest fires. Oh, for sure. And, and certainly would need a bigger one than just six inches, but you're on the right, right track there. And I can imagine forestry officials wanting to work with you uh, to be able to do something like that as well and nip things in the bud uh, much sooner than they're able to in many cases. So uh, keep up the good work. And uh, Faust, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us, especially as CEO of Elide fireus.com. Of course, we'll get you to his website when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. A pleasure chatting with you, and we look forward to more coming from you guys in the near future. I appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for having me. Again, our pleasure. Elidefireus.com. And of course, as always, with all of our guests, we'll get you there. Just visit us at intotomorrow.com. Check out this video for sure. You know, we do video of all of our guests. This one is extra fascinating, if you will. You'll be able to see how this works and what Faust and his team are up to on a regular basis. I'm Dave Graveline. Into Tomorrow continues. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. here. Remember, call in Winstow. Thank you. Well, thank you, Cam. And as a further reminder to Cameron's reminder, this coming week is the last chance in this year's cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer giveaway. We don't want you to miss out. So if you've got any tech question you've been just dying to ask or help for another listener, maybe you want to share some tech rage or your favorite apps these days and why, Get those calls in. There's so many easy ways to do it, including the 800 number that Chris is about to give you, toll-free from anywhere in North America or anywhere on the planet. You can use our free app and hit the Message to Studio button and ask us. Or one of our other favorite ways these days, a lot of folks are doing that, visit us at intotomorrow.com on any device with a browser and a microphone, your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, your laptop, and hit the Ask Dave button, little red thing on the right, usually lower right on your browser, depending, and ask questions that way. I am Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. That 800 number is 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if you're looking to start a podcast. Visit blubrry.com. I always like to call them Blueberry. Because it's blueberry without the E's, as you say, because they told me that the E's cost more then. Uh-huh. But blueberry, think of it that way. Yeah. They work out like a champ. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. History, history. This week in 1951, CBS made the first color televisions available for sale to the general public. But discontinued the product less than a month later at the request of the National Production Authority, which did not want color TVs shipped for the duration of the Korean War. 
Only 200 sets had been shipped and only about 100 sold when CBS discontinued its color television system. CBS bought back all of the color sets it could to avoid customer lawsuits. In 1956 this week, the world's first transatlantic telephone cable, or TAT-1, was put into service. The cable initially connected Newfoundland and Scotland. Two cables were laid with one cable for each direction. The cable was able to carry 35 simultaneous telephone calls. A whole 35? A whole 35, and a 36th channel was added to carry up to 22 telegraph lines. The project was a joint venture between the General Post Office of the UK, the American Telephone and Telegraph Company, or AT&T, and the Canadian Overseas Telecommunications Corporation. Most illogical. In 1958 this week, the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics was replaced by NASA, or the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, that was formed earlier that year. When NASA absorbed the 43-year-old NACA, it had 8,000 employees and an annual budget of $100 million. These days, NASA's headcount is over 17,000 employees, and it operates with a budget of more than $22.6 billion. And this week in 1968, the Boeing 747 jumbo jet was rolled out and shown off to the public. Over 1,500 of these iconic jets have been made since then. Boeing has confirmed that the final 747 will be delivered in 2022, ending more than a half century of production. Wow. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the global innovation show since 1924 for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. The cool into tomorrow hot summer giveaway. Remember, this is your last week to participate and win these prizes this year. If you're unsure, be sure to check out the listing. It's a post that's going to disappear after next week at intotomorrow.com. Just look for the summer giveaway. And no promises, no guarantees. Got to get that legal mumbo jumbo out of the way, but mention three or four of the items and we'll do our best to get one of those at least to you. Like, we've got a color OLED two-way security and remote start system from Viper that's valued at $600. Uh, Roborock sent their S6 Max-V robotic vacuum, True Vision Smarter Action valued at $700. And yet another batch of really cool and highly requested items. These from LFO. Their E-Therm infrared ear and forehead thermometers. They sent several to share with you. And their E-Clip baby car seat alarm. So peace of mind for busy parents and grandparents. Save your child's life. From Cooking Pal, we've got the Molto Smart Kitchen Appliance. Preps, cooks, and cleans after every meal. This thing's valued at 1000 bucks. Uh, Tivic Health sent several of their clear-up microcurrent devices to relieve congestion from cold, flus, and allergies, all with carrying cases. Skosh, as Chris always says, a whole box full of goodies, and they did send a bunch, like cup holder portable air purifier deodorizers worth 100 bucks each. Their PowerVolt USB-C fast charger for the home sent a few of those to share with you, and their Rhythm Plus 2.0 armband heart rate monitor as well. Well, Catalyst sent a box full of stuff, <laughs> okay. including total protection cases for various iPhone 12 models and various Apple Watch cases and AirPods Pro. Uh, from Audio-Technica, we've also got QuietPoint wireless active noise-canceling in-ear headphones. And Razer, their Black Widow light silent mechanical keyboard to up your productivity, and their webcam, perfect work-from-home webcam, built-in ring light, all kind of goodies. All you need to do is participate, but you need to do it during this next week. Again, this is the week of September 24th. So if you're hearing us on our podcast or stream six or seven weeks from now, sorry, 
you missed out this year. Yeah, because next week we're back to our normal prizes. Not that they're boring prizes. No. They're just not usually as cool. In fact, we've got a stack of cool things, aside from the summer giveaway items, that we're going to be announcing starting next week yeah. that you'll win when you participate. It's just that the summer giveaway is always highly anticipated and Tons of stuff. And again, you can participate by calling 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686, using the free Into Tomorrow app. Hit that message to studio button. Or you can stop by our site and click on that little Ask Dave microphone. As long as your uh, device has a browser and a microphone, that's all you need. And if you use the Ask Dave button, we ask that you provide... Tell us your name, where you're listening to the show, and how you listen. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that you, that. Had to, you should have seen Chris's eyes roll into the back of his head as he was trying to figure out what else. Wait, there's three things. And, yeah, it's been a long week. Yeah, and you got those three things. Yes, and that is at intotomorrow.com. Texting enrolls you in recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40... Your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text STAY to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text STAY to 321321. That's S-T-A-Y to 321321. Welcome back into tomorrow. In case you were wondering, Google averages over 3 billion searches each and every day. And that's just Chris looking for porn sites. Hey. Well, I just, no, I'm sure that's gardening not Gardening stuff. Oh, gardening. Right. That's what, that's what you call it. Anyway, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Uh, this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Deb in Darien, Georgia, listens both online and on WBQO 93.7 FM. Hey, Deb. i kind of like to know the history of how the designation letters for thumb drives, flash drives, those kind of things. And... Uh, it's changed because now I get I have a Max One really big gig uh, hard drive backup, and I take it to work. I take I, I do it at home. All my good files are on there, but it says I and then E. How how does that work like that? And, and can you give give a history of how uh, the assignments went through the years? 
Thank you. Love you guys. A happy 26th. Well, thank you, Deb. We love you, too. Now, there's not much of a history to speak of, as you referenced. Originally, computers had floppy disk drives. Uh, Young folks listening to us are going, huh? Anyway, so those, of course, were just identified with the first letters of the alphabet, A. And when a second became more common, B. Yeah, and by the time hard drives came around, they just defaulted to the next letter, C. Uh, And after that, uh, we got optical drives, which got the letter D. Uh, The thing is, none of these are actually set in stone or even important. You can change them to other letters, and everything will still continue to work. It's just a convention, but not anything that is necessary for Windows or DOS to be able to function. And most other operating systems don't use that convention at all. Yeah, but the fact that it changes from work to home is because perhaps your work computer has other drives connected to it. Therefore, it's using a a later letter. Yeah, and I give mine you know, interesting letters anyway. I have a, a hard drive that has all video on it. So I told the computer, call this one Drive V for video. Oh. I have one photos, Drive P for photos. So really? you can make them whatever you want. Look at that. So, Deb, I hope that helped you out. So don't need to be overly concerned. Whatever it is, when you plug it in, it'll pop up. And then you can click on it, open that folder, and have at it all the way into tomorrow.com.